Hello and welcome to Battering, our Batman retrospective podcast. A lot of words. That's fine with me. Today we're talking about Batman Forever. I'm joined by uh, Mike, Tommy Lee Jones, Two Face Bird. Dude, this is your fucking. This is your fucking. This movie. is my one. This I'm is your really one. excited about it. So I'm just kind of like I'm getting a little You're already sweating. I'm a little step back. <laughs> I'm like so pumped to talk about this movie. Good. And then I'm also joined by I'm Jack. Jack the clown, clown prince of crime, the jokester, the jokester prince, prince man, Kolodzetsky, and I'm Robbie the Alfred Anderson. I'm gonna be Nicole Kidman on this podcast. How about that? You want me Nicole Kidman? Chase Meridian. Chase Meridian. Yeah, which is a fucking good name. No, it's not. That's a good. That's a good name for no, a character. It's not. not? Mm. All right. Well, teach their own. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about Batman Forever. Batman Forever is uh, the in the Batman movies. This is the first not. Tim Burton directed movie. It's directed by Joel Schumacher. Val Kilmer is our Batman. We get a Robin. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Two Face, Jim Carrey as Riddle Boy. Um, let's get some like just kind of like hot impressions out of the way. How do you how do we how do we feel about seeing this movie? Burge, when was the last time you saw this movie? Uh, <laughs> what, like yesterday? Yesterday? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably about like uh, I would say it's probably less than a year ago. I, I think I sat down and I watched... Uh, Where do you get the time to do these things? That's what I... I watch movies, man. I, it's like, well, I'm doing something else. I'll throw a movie on uh, uh, okay. if I have seen it already. And like, you I'll just, just have it in the background. Yeah. I, uh, I watched Batman Forever. Yeah, it had to be like some at some point like last summer okay. in 2016. And I, I I just watched it. And I remember like I think I was just having a really good time that day. And I was like... Man, this movie's like a lot more fun than I remember it being. Like this is this is a this is a joyful little time. I could definitely see the movie. I did not have that experience this time watching it. Uh, no, I think we we're a little bit more cynical on it, but we'll get there. Uh, Jack, when was the last time you think you saw Batman Forever? Came out in nineteen ninety five. So what is it? Nineteen ninety five might be Seven the last or eight, time. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I had this one family friend named uh, Zach, and his parents were uh, really close. You know, you have those like family friends, which like they're not your aunt and your uncle. But they are your aunt and your uncle because you just like your family knows them for so long. Right. Um, and they had, yeah, and their kids were like close to our age. And every time we go to their house, they would just, just like some parents somewhere would just pop in the Batman Forever VHS tape and it was just on always. So like this movie, I didn't remember all of it. And definitely watching it this time, I had many more questions than I normally do. But <laughs> I there's some scenes that I like will always remember. The, ass, the hot acid scene. For example, boiling acid. The boiling acid. Worse than regular acid. Yeah. yeah. Just by, it's I think boiling. it's very simple why it's why it's worse. It's hot now. Yeah, it's, it's hot. It's spicy. Boiling water is worse than regular water, so mm-hmm. transitive property. Yep. Boiling acid worse than regular. Well, acid. boiling water si- is si- better si- than si- regular yeah. water if you're making like tea. Yeah. Right, but I mean on your body, it's not. Yeah, as right. As no, as boiling worse. anything, I think, yeah, is uh, your body doesn't like to do that. It's, good, it's good for pasta. That's about it. Mm. Unless yeah. your body's pasta. Ooh. Mm. Well, I'm not pasta. Uh, I think I want to start off the cast with uh, kind of work, like starting from the outer layer, working in. So, like, I want to talk about, like, maybe some production history, general impressions about the movie, where this fits in the franchise. And I want to kick it off to Burge because I know he is full of fun facts as per usual. Uh, I mean, I, I, the uh, we touched on it in Returns about um, uh, Marlon Wayne's was set to be... Uh, was set to be Robin. Mm. I talked to you guys about you that in the last that, episode. Yeah. yeah, he was set to be Robin. Marlon Wayne's for your audience out there who doesn't uh, have as good of He's a... He's a scary movie guy. Scary movie guy? Yes. 
From the uh, Wayne's from the Wayne's brothers. The Wayne's brothers, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was set to be uh he was set to be Robin. Um uh Billy D. Williams was set to be Two Face. What? Yeah. Hmm. Black Robin? Black Robin. Huh. Black Two Face was set to be in this movie. Were they chicken out or something? Like, uh, that yes. That would have been cool in 1995. Uh, I, I think, yeah. I mean, uh, it was, you know, Tim Burton was on to do for a little bit and he wanted to do the Riddler. Yeah. And then, uh, from my understanding, uh, he backed the fuck out. And Joel Schumacher came in and Michael Keaton was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And uh, apparently there's two conflicting sides. Michael Keaton either said he didn't like the vision that Schumacher was going for because this is a heavily heavily different vision than the previous two Batman movies under Tim Burton. Agreed. Um, he either said he didn't like it, so he walked away, or he just like pretty much did the same thing, which is just he he, uh, he demanded an excruciatingly large amount of money. And they're still paying and Jack like, Nicholson. They were like, so no they fucking way. And they're still paying Jack Nicholson yeah. for this. <laughs> and they got to pay Billy D. Williams off. And they got to pay Marlon, Bre- Marlon Wayne's off. Mar- Marlon Brando. Brando. Marlon Brando as Robin. <laughs> it would have been amazing. This is so weird. Um, but yeah, so Joel Schumacher came in there. He got Val Kilmer because he liked Val Kilmer in, of all fucking things, Top Secret. He saw him in Top Secret. Have you guys seen Top Secret? It's Top like Secret. a wacky satire comedy uh, that like makes fun of like spy movies and stuff like that. Oh, okay. uh, and he's in it and he's actually really good. Uh, he wanted him for that, for this, because he wanted to make this Batman funny. Um, which is why they eventually got Jim Carrey for the Riddler. And uh, he got Tommy Lee Jones. Like Joel Schumacher's thing is when he wants somebody for a part, he gets it. Okay. He he doesn't care what the what the studio wants, what the producers want, or even what the actors want. Like he's made some people be in his movies that are just like, I'm not right for this. And he just he gets them in there. Um, and he had worked with Tommy Lee Jones on the client, mm-hmm. so he wanted to be in this. And Tommy Lee Jones, the only reason he said yes is because Tommy Lee Jones's 11-year-old son uh, said Two-Face was his favorite character. So Lee Jones is just like, I gotta impress my son. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only reason he's in here. I went to uh, college with Tommy Lee Jones, I think, daughter or some relative of his. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she went to purchase. Who was her favorite Batman character? I think uh, Mr. Freeze. I don't know. Maybe Two-Face. Ice to meet you. Ice, Ice. To, me. Ice to, to meet you. We'll get there. We're, get, we're getting there very soon. Um, okay, interesting. How do we feel about... Uh, well, actually, so you brought up a fun point that no one on the set really liked Val Kilmer. Right, yeah. Like, so let's, uh, let's get that No one on the way. set really dug Val Kilmer, um, but I was confused on something. There are, again, there's conflicting reports about this because the movie's gotten so much heat since it came out you know it's like considered like a really bad movie now so like when people get brought back to like talk about it uh, like, in retrospective yeah. they kind of try and like gloss over things like everybody's you know when the movie was coming out like i was saying like everybody in the interviews are like oh tim tim loves the idea he's given us his blessing tim burton loves what we're doing with the new batman he absolutely loves it and you're just like they're really shoving it down your throat like to try yeah. and like make the transaction easier because in Batman Returns, it was super dark. McDonald's got super fucking mad at them because they were selling their toys. They stopped selling their toys because really? it was it was a horrific. A guy gets his nose bitten off by Danny yeah. DeVito at one point no, for no a, reason. It's a dark movie. for the story, yeah. yeah. And it's so like they want to go like super it. light to be able to sell toys. Mm-hmm. They, uh, like it was actually really hard for them to get toys on the shelves for this movie because a lot of people were like, 
burn me once. I don't, we well, they're like Batman's Batman not because, like you know, Batman Returns is ostensibly uh, like not a kids movie. No, not at all. But it was being marketed as, as one. a kids it, movie. The yeah. first one isn't even really a kids movie. No, but for some it, it just hit. It went off. Batman was was big again for kids, and so they wanted to capitalize on that. Uh, but he uh, so Joel Schumacher was taking a new approach to it. And what it is, is he had Val Kilmer, and Val Kilmer had apparently just a super crazy ego, and nobody yeah. got along with him, um, except for Jim Carrey. Now, these are two, com- now, these are two mm, conflicting things. Okay. People outside of the individuals, Val Kilmer and Jim Carrey, state that the two fucking hated each other. Okay. Jim Carrey and Val Kilmer, however, 20 years later, state that they are, like, the best of friends, and it was from that, because I think they have both recently, um, both their fathers have recently passed away, or something like that, and, like, they kind of connected with that. Like, this is, you don't know which one to believe. Right. But Joel Schumacher absolutely fucking hated Val Kilmer. Tommy Lee Jones absolutely hated Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey hated Tommy Lee Jones. Because apparently one of the first things Tommy Lee Jones said to Jim Carrey on set was like, I've seen all your movies and I don't like them, so I don't really like you. Action! Like, oh. apparently that, like, this is, again, these are just things that are thrown which out side, there. That which side of his two-face do you think he said that? Out of? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you think he was in full makeup when he, like, he said that? Like, hey, we I don't really like you. No, he was said, we don't really like you. Yeah. They flip a coin. Pet Detective was all right. I mean, yeah, there was just tons of drama, like, but it's yeah, like, not even like real funny. drama. Mm-hmm. It's just like stuff that's Agreed. really funny to realize when you when you know what the end product is like mm-hmm. that they were making this when you really brought it goofy, up yeah. campy batman movie and everybody on set was just like Argh. well the camp you know you're making a cap campy batman movie it's like you want to be fun and you can kind of i don't want to say you can kind of tell that no one's really having fun on the movie mm-hmm. but like you know I think you can there's no chemistry between anybody with val kilmer there's no really no. chemistry with anybody i mean know? everybody always argues they're like the one saving grace of this movie is Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey's performances that they've got a lot of charisma. And I honestly just don't get that. As no, somebody who's like, no. you know, I was I was peak age uh, for when Jim Carrey was getting big. Right. You know, like I was like, oh yeah, funny. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and The Mask, and yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Like, this yeah. is great. You were a little bit, you're a little bit older than I'm us. I'm like, you, you know, I, yeah. I look at it now and there's like no nostalgia for Jim Carrey for me because I actually prefer what he's become after that. Like, oh, for uh, sure. Where he just, like, can you imagine if he had been just a little bit more like altruistic at this point in his career where he would have like tackled some some really some weird approaches yeah, yeah. to this to this role like when he yeah. got this role like approaching it in a different way this role was originally offered to um robin williams robin, oh really oh, yeah. but robin williams turned it down because they used robin williams as bait in batman to uh, get jack nicholson's price down uh, oh, to be to be Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was just like. But then Fuck eventually, you. once it was all like clacked in there, Jack, Jack Nicholson like took a pay took a pay decrease, but asked for rights to the following two movies, and that's where that came from. But mm-hmm. I feel like the casting of Jim Carrey in this movie, like he's doing many Jim Carrey isms, and you could tell that it's a little forced. They're it's just all like Jim Carrey. Is it? Yeah, like yeah. you saying, isn't isn't spank me? From spank something? me is either he says the line spank me. I think you were getting another slice of slice somebody. Of somebody spank. Somebody me. spank. No, wait, somebody, from, somebody somebody stop, stop me. That's from the mask. mask. Oh, spank me. I think is could also be the mask, or no, it might be no. It's Ace spank Ventura. you. Spank you very much. Oh, spank you oh, very much. There you go. And okay, that's Ace yeah. Ventura. <clears throat> so he says like somebody, but he, so you know he's. I almost feel like even if he wanted to have some autor autorship. 
with the character, I almost feel like one of them. It doesn't really I feel like I mean, Joel Schumacher's that kind of guy. He would be like, oh, cool. Jim Carrey brought up, he was like, I want to shave my head and uh, buzz it into a question mark. And they were that like, been cool. They were like, fuck yeah, you can do that. But then they had to, they said they couldn't do it because Jim Carrey was actually in the middle of divorce. And so he had to go to court. Like a oh, bunch so of imagine so a question mark. Which good on him that he didn't that I he, guess. <laughs> no, fuck that. I think he would have done better in court with a question mark. I was like, uh, anyway, time will I, tell. I don't, we'll I don't um it doesn't feel like Jim Carrey being the Riddler it just feels like Jim Carrey doing his yeah. fucking his Jim, like his Jim Carrey shit. He yeah. already kinda has like that persona that he does like yeah. he's had multiple movies and it's like pretty much the same. Like Ace Ventura and the mask. Mm. I mean, I, I, first off, you're talking to somebody who the mask is probably, I would probably say it's one of my top 20, top 10 comedies of all time. I would put that in there. Sure. I love, I, cause I just love the attitude of it. Stanley Ipkiss is one of my favorite protagonists. Uh, I love that bad guy in that when he gets the mask and the rules of the mask and how you learn it. I love the design of the mask itself, yeah, not when still, it's green. Jim Carrey himself, I love it it's all really his cool. like mannerisms. Right, yeah. and, but I would and say all. like I think that I would be a little biased in arguing that because I am okay. Robbie, are you biased? It's the same. What that Ace Ventura and the mask are the same? It's just Jim Carrey. Not even necessarily those two movies Him, specifically, but Jim Carrey. His does physical, that his physical comedy is always there, and it's always the same when he is doing com- comedic roles. Again, when we see him in later movies, even in like Kick Ass Two, which is he could have been doing Jim Carreyisms, but he wasn't. He decided. I just to. try to forget Kick Ass. As you should, because the movie is bad. But um, he, you know they are. Different in a way. You want um, different Jim Carrey. You guys need to see the Bad Batch. And is we, he? Oh, oh, yeah, I forget he's right. in the Bad I'm Batch. I'm getting on I it. You want to see that? Um, I want to get to. I like saving villains for like the later part of the cast. But uh, so now we got kind of like production history things going on, on set. Let's talk about. Um, this is not a Tim Burton Batman movie. Mm-mm. This is a Joel. I don't know too much about Joel Schumacher as a visionary. Quick rundown. Let's say it's here. Let's uh, do a rundown. Joel Schumacher directed, um, his claim to fame is pretty much St. Elmo's Fire. It's a little Brat Pack uh, movie. It's got a lot of jazz in it, a lot okay. of spoiled white kids that are rich and angsty. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then, of course, he got huge with The Lost Boys. Okay. Right. Um, and then he also kicked some serious ass with uh, The Client, which was right before this. Uh, he also had Falling Down in there with Michael Douglas. Oh, was that him? That's okay, him. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, there's another really big one in there that I'm missing, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to. Are these movies it too like any aesthetically? Absolutely, very not. These movies yeah. are very, um, are are just are very stale. Yeah. In comparison to what is the flamboyant visually on this movie. Batman Forever. So like with Batman this... and Forever. <laughs> so with Perfect. this movie, like it almost there are times where it feels like very toned down Burton. Because I do think the visual aesthetics set up in the previous Batman movies are very Burton-y. Where you get this kind of like Art Deco, um, kind of like semi-Gothic, like Gotham City that you see. Almost like, um, uh, what's the fucking uh, Atlas Shrugged looking people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very like... Um, indus- yeah, it's a very like industrial, but also like grimy place. And then in, the stroll- in Batman Forever, it's like that art style kind of carried over and like when you see like the circus scene like the 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 black and white candy cane tent like it's very much like tim burton but like shades of tim burton is a really good way to describe it i mean i wouldn't say any part of this movie is toned down 
Well, but maybe I not tone. What you're saying in okay. the sense where they kind of they ran with it they, a little bit. I think shades, sanded, shades is I think a good. They sanded way. the edges down a little. Okay, bit. definitely. Yeah, I, I guess like tone a little it's softer not, edge. Tone down visually. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe maybe not. It's just well, no, because you're right. Because Tim Burton, the shadow, vision, especially it, yeah. in Returns, is very in your face. It's, oh, it's yeah. filling every frame of every shot that you're seeing, mm-hmm. and so is Schumacher's. But they're two completely different. And the thing, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like we're not making the jump from, you know, Batman Returns to our gritty, grounded Batman Begins movie yet. This is very much adjacent to Burton's vision. This is very much like. It's not that different from the aesthetic well, and it's world continuing that we see. it too, so it would yeah. make so, like, we're in the same canon. It's the same canonical story. Yeah, it's they mention, uh, you know, Catwoman. Like she they literally end, brings Catwoman, and you up. see pretty much the same shot of Joker. Um, yep, J- killing Jack Napier, killing Jack Napier, yeah. killing yeah, his like parents. You, yeah. Like they, they very much are tying these things uh, together. So I think that some people do have a little bit of a disconnect when they try and think about it canonically. Um, yes, that like. Why does Gotham all of a sudden look like a fucking uh, weird? There's like a there's like a word for it. I feel like I mean I, I like said like Art Deco or like uh, Jack American Jack Horror Jack's Story. not a hold on. Fuck. I got my San Pellegrino. This <laughs> Jack's time. got his San Pellegrino. He's not drinking beer, so he got a really. You want to put some pop rocks in no there Perrier? too? Huh? No, Perrier's for Darrier. I got San Pellegrino. That's beautiful. He loves San Pellegrino. San I asked Pellegrino, him today, pay us. I asked him, I was just like, I was like, Jack, what's your favorite San Pellegrino flavor? Because, you know, like, an old person would like the ones that have a flavor to it. And he's like, oh, no, I just like plain. No, I like plain. It's original. You don't like yeah. the blood orange one? You're the blood odd orange one. one's really you're good. The odd yeah. one out here, my I mean, you mean soda? Listen. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. Hey. Cheers. Oh, hey. No. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, fuck uh, it. Is it bad? It's bad luck to cheers one? with water. I can't. Oh, oh, it's go. not water. It's San Pellegrino. It's water. It's water. Sorry, buddy. There's minerals in it. Pellegrino. It's like the one thing that I believe in. That and ghosts. Okay. You believe in ghosts? I believe in ghosts. I don't want to get into it. You'll spook me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this movie, I think in, it's in the shadow of Tim Burton. He's a producer on this movie or like executive producer. So uh, I'm yeah, not sure. As he, as he would have to he be. He would have to be. So like, you know, besides him probably putting money into it, I doubt he was on set too much. Um, <laughs> but like, how do you, how do you guys at feel? Do doesn't think, look do like it. Think, do you no. think he was on set at I all? I think he probably, he, ever on he set? probably popped in from time to time and was just Scraggly like. Scraggly hair and sunglasses on. Like, oh yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, how do you guys. I'm going to go draw my drawings. Mm. It would be very dark. <laughs> Everyone has long hair. Pale faces. Man, I've never done a Tim Burton impression before. I, I don't think even I'm know doing okay. I don't even he know. I don't think he's. I think he, like he, he sounds, sounds like a normal dude. I think he just sounds like a normal dude. He looks. He looks like not that weird. He looks kind of like Sweeney Todd and Sweeney. Joel Todd. Schumacher, on the other hand, is that you, Joel Schumacher? Oh, this is what Joel Schumacher sounds like. Is he talking with his hands a lot? He talks with his hands a lot. Aww, you're cute. And he's just the you know, Val came in and just swept it away. I would have liked to see, because I feel like his vision might have been hindered by being in the shadow of Tim Burton. Having to do this, like, this Burton... I, I think he also got pressure from the studio, like you were saying, to kind of lighten it up Absolutely. a little bit so they could sell Absolutely. more toys. Sure. I think that he took it... And again, this is going to be a, a conversation that we're really going to get into more in uh, the next one, Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. because that is when the aesthetic goes off the fucking rails. Yeah. 
and nobody can control it and it's just like it's like a, it's like a snowball effect where it's just getting bigger and bigger and it doesn't end up anywhere where they kind of do that in this one kind of accidentally where like they start off kind of grand and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and the only reason they're able kind of really to control it is because they've created all of these characters that are all being portrayed by well-to-do actors actors that can kind of control this kind of campiness they can they can kind of like tommy lee jones like god bless him some of the lines he's got to deliver in these mo- in this movie. I'm telling you, I like he, his. He pulls it off. His opening it's scene. It's just everything else around it doesn't. There's no. He's not. He, he's got nothing to attach onto. He, he was very weirdly like. I don't know. For a Harvey Dent, he was very like snarly and kind of. He was just making mouth noises the well, whole time. Well, this is time. also too like this is not uh, Harvey Dent that we are also familiar with. I was going to say Two Face is much more interesting when you see him as Harvey Dent and then see him really become Two-Face. Right. Because then you kind of digest his I've always snarkiness said, a little bit better. I don't even think he really had the... Because, like, Harvey Dent is of two minds, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he doesn't... He never plays the straight side. True. He's yeah. always just like... Yeah, he's fucking crazy. He wants to fucking kill you. Like, yeah. that's it. Right, but he just... The only that's not the fun part other of side Two-Face. of the coin is him flipping the coin because he never actually acts. The one scene that he actually, like kind of plays it straight is what does he say to batman he's like oh because he's like you've always been a good friend to me yeah Yeah, you've always been a good friend to me that's like the one moment where he shines it's only because batman's just like a guy to kill him without flipping the coin that completely just that's not who two-face is he literally cannot make a decision yeah without the help of this coin he is so shattered and that's i honestly think like i love aaron eckhart's two-face and we're gonna have so much fun talking about that yeah get ready for some two hour animated the animated feature the animated uh batman animated series that two-face that's my favorite Mm -hmm. two-face that two-face is just it's perfect because you get a couple episodes with him as harvey dent and you've seen him a couple times before and now you get him in there and it's like it's this build-up like you know what's going to happen and when it finally happens they aim it all together where it's like it's not just that he's scarred it's that he was betrayed and he's also got a broken heart and he's got confidence issues got all these problems that lead to like a shattered uh psyche and this whole movie is supposed to be about um split psyches The, the the fucking love interest is a psychiatrist for Christ's sake, and like they don't, they never dive into. They don't really it's anything very, with Two Face level. Like All the, of it. the Riddler yeah. was supposed to be the only bad guy in this movie when Tim Burton was first doing it. When Joel Schumacher picked it up, Joel Schumacher wanted Two Face because he wanted to kind of attack the psyche of Batman because we'd never been ex- it never really been explained in the previous two. Why does this guy dress up like a bat? We know that his parents died, and that's why he's fighting crime, and he's a rich guy, and that's how he's got money. I mean, that's I feel like how he, he can do it, but I feel like why his, is it specifically that? And they try to do that, but there's no, there's nothing there. Kind of there's flat. nothing there. Yeah. I do think Returns like really tackles the idea of duality, though, because our three pillared characters in the totem on the cover of the box, like they're all like we talked about it in the Batman Returns uh, podcast, or at least I mentioned it. I think where they're all. Um, struggling with duality. They're all struggling with, like, Penguin wanting to be the mayor or the creature. He prefers being the creature. acceptable version of yourself and who you feel the most comfortable being. Exactly. And then, you know, Batman, Catwoman, of course, same deal. Um, So, like, you know, I do think they... I guess, like, they don't... If Joel Schumacher's vision and objective was to, like, really dive in and psychoanalyze those things... 
I would I would give it a uh, hard F. Right, and it, it feels like <laughs> they were setting it up to do that. And then they, well, okay, so Ooh, generous. This is probably a good spot to like come on in with. Uh, I, I only have one more of these, really. Okay. Um, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, then we're going to um, start getting into the character by You're going to love this, though. Mm. Uh, you guys remember the whole uh, thing with the book? The book. The book. Which in the book? movie. Oh, the, the, good, book? the good book? No, the book. In, in, the, in the Batman oh, Forever. Oh, the Red Book. Oh, movie. the Red Book. The Red Book is Dad's Diary. Yeah, they didn't really... Yeah, no, this movie is 82 away, minutes huh? long. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was very short for a movie. Something got cut out of the movie. Something I, let let me just fuck out of the movie. Let me just say... It did not feel eighty-two minutes long. No, it didn't. It actually felt long. Yeah, sure. it yeah. did. Um, in in the movie, all of those backstories, all those flashbacks to uh, him saying like, "I'm remembering something else now." Yeah, his uh, repressed memories. Yes, which is an interesting. I think that's an interesting thing for Batman to have, for sure. Absolutely, and yeah. to have uh, you know his love interest be a psychiatrist, be the one to like pull that out is yeah, good idea. No, good I mean idea. like there's there are we'll get to it throughout the cast, but there are nuggets really good seeds of good ideas in this movie mm. but they never fully blossom into the good idea flower that we like fucked up batman is the best batman oh yeah agreed which is like batfleck isn't actually so bad in the bvs like turmoil batman yeah but yeah. uh the uh so in the that scene book. in the movie the the story that we're given is he's got a repressed memory and he his he goes to his uh parents funeral and he he, he sees his dad's book that's his diary that he wrote in every day and now he'll never write it in again and that throws uh bruce wayne child bruce wayne into like a kind of rage Frenzy, and pains yeah. and he takes the book and he runs away and he falls into a cave sees a uh, sees a bat and it scares him and he's like i'm gonna be batman what was originally supposed to happen was um, Bruce Wayne is supposed to discover this book and we pretty much see things kind of splayed out a little bit more, um, a little bit grander throughout the movie. There's more sprinklings of it. It's a little bit more of an extended uh, version yeah. of it. And then when he gets shot in the head mm. and he uh, wakes up, he doesn't remember who he is. Oh. Okay. Okay. And previously to this, when when the big reveal happened, it's like my pa- my dad wrote in this diary, and then I ran with, and I fell in a cave, and I saw a bat. It is also revealed that the last entry in the diary is yeah. Martha and I want to stay in tonight, but Bruce really wants to go out and see a movie. Which is why throughout the whole movie, he's like, "I killed them, I killed, I them, killed, I them, killed, I killed them. them, and it's uh... Bruce realizing that his." His uh, that line never goes anywhere either. Because that line it's never weird. goes it's anywhere. Weird. It's exactly. like, why has this come up so, so why much? why did they leave it in there? And it really is, it has to be at the fault of these people that just didn't really understand the weights of the things that they were doing because they thought it was so silly. Like, I honestly think that Joel Schumacher thinks that this is a silly idea, so he's not yeah. taking it very seriously. And, like, so, like, that idea, I really like that idea. And then when he wakes up and he doesn't yeah. remember who he is, he has this vision of, like, going down to the Batcave and Alfred's trying to show him the Batcave, but it's all destroyed. And then all of a sudden this gigantic, like, bat, like, person in, like, a man-bat costume, like, shows up and, like, hugs him or something. And he realizes that he's Batman. That's when he's like, I want to be Batman. Not because I have to be, but because I choose to be. And actually, in the original trailer for Batman Forever, there is a scene with Val Kilmer like standing in front of a gigantic bat that's never in the movie. Weird. So It's a really weird thing to cut because it ties the entire point of the movie, the entire point of having Two-Face, the entire point of having a repressed memory, the entire point of having Nicole Kidman play a psychiatrist, all wrapped in this idea. And that's the scene you delete? You couldn't cut a couple... 
Riddler scenes? How about that scene where a Batmobile just goes up the wall for no reason and Two-Face just goes, I didn't get him again. That whole scene proves no. there's no beginning or yeah. end to that. There's just like what it is. Like, cut that. Now, the movie's very disjointed and it's very, I mean, I do think that to your point is that the movie is a dumbed down version of Batman. And the thing is, like, Tim Burton's Batman is not as nuanced and as fleshed out as our Dark Knight Returns, our Batman Year Ones, and the preceding all the Batman, like, comics that precede it, you know? By the time it's the 90s, we have some really killer, incredible books on Batman. And the Tim Burton movies are not a dumbed-down version of that. They're a cinematic experience that's for a wider audience, and it's a little different. It's also its own thing. It's its own thing, for sure. This is a dumbed-down experience. Yeah, this is a a lot more like the Adam West show. Yes. This is a lot more, this is like for fun. You Mm -hmm. know, that was the first time that a lot of people, like that's their first earliest memories of Batman wasn't Detective Comics. It was was the The Adam Adam West West. show, which is very campy and silly and very self-aware. And they do that a little bit in this, you know, but it's just, it, it, I, and I don't have a problem with that. I think the I think the movie got this movie got nominated for three Academy Awards. You're by the way. fucking kidding me! No, I mean Tell it's me all. What, what are uh, they? It was like cinematography, sound, and probably visual effects. Okay, it didn't win any of them. Um, Thank God. <laughs> uh, it did win some award though. I don't think it was Academy Award for that U two song at the Golden end there. Globe. No, no, mm. no, no. no, no. Uh, uh, but yeah, I digress. Uh, it's I, I I aesthetically, I think the movie is doing something really fucking cool. I think it looks really fucking cool, not as a Batman movie. It's and not in the context of how they're using what it looks like. It's interesting how much more modern this movie looks from the beginning. To, yeah, like from the very first. Besides the opening scene, which oh boy. <laughs> Those opening credits are it fucking looks, terrible. I, it looks like any of us bad, can make that an iMovie. It looks <laughs> like the bad like ninety Windows ninety five screensaver that you can make it like say your name or whatever and it bounces. That's back That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. It's, it looks they, like yeah. Just, That's I think, so funny. And I the think they're like, like <laughs> oh shit, we need an opening. But also like the first lines of Do the you have movie. A Windows ninety five PC. <laughs> That's the opening of the movie is Alfred being like, Do you want to take a sandwich with you? Well, I mean, like, he's doing his Batman suit-up thing, and he's put on the belt, and he's grabbing some shiny um, anoruses, and then he's, um, oh, you know, boy. he's doing the all... The first line of the movie. Alfred's like, you want to take a sandwich with you, sir? I did it better before, you'll hear it later. Um, you want to take a sandwich with you, sir? And yeah, uh going to play better now. And he's just like, oh, well, no. <laughs> he's like, I'll get drive-through. Drive drive through. Might as well, like, God, <coughs> we're lucky he wasn't like, I'll get a Big Mac with fries and a Coke. Yeah. Supersized. I will say this. I really, really am into um, uh, the Joel Schumacher score. I do like the new Batman theme. The score all over, like Two-Face's score, uh, like Two-Face's theme, Riddler's theme, um, Meridian uh, Meridian Chase's theme. Like, you can't remember those, can you? Because they're not really memorable. Mm -hmm. But that Batman theme, that... Come on. No, no, it's fun. I just, like, you know, after hearing Danny Elfman's again, now that's, like, in my memory, like... That's a hard act to follow. Ooh, that Danny Elfman score is real good. All right, so we talked about the kind of world aesthetics, production notes, things like that. Uh, Val Kilmer as Batman. What do we think? Who cares? Not as good as Michael Keaton, if you ask me. But I only say it because 
in Batman Returns, remember, like, I, I, I like, almost, like, teared up being, like, he is Batman. He is Bruce Wayne. Like, he's so good. And Val Kilmer, like, I do think he actually really looks like a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and he, he's got a good look. He's got a good Bruce Wayne and Batman voice. Like, it's, how, it's very Kevin Conroy. It reminds me a lot of the animated yeah, series. Yeah, there, there was a couple lines in there where I was like, that sounded really close to Kevin Conroy. Which is why, that's why, so I looked it up. Um, and it was weird because uh, I believe the Batman animated series run was like 1991 to 1995, and this movie came out in 1995. Well, when you said that your Mike, your favorite portrayal of Two Face is from the animated series Batman, I think probably for uh, most a of lot us, of people, yeah, a lot of people would say my favorite X anything from Batman is from the animated series. Yeah. I think the animated series really nailed it. In they have more time. And like exactly. they can, and they can like, go campy and serious. Right. It's and, cartoon, and you know. It plays into what you said. Like you have a few episodes in that series where Harvey Dent is Harvey Yeah, you Dent. get to you revisit could, these characters so, uh coming at their personalities from different ver- like for, based on like, you know, the villains, like the villains are doing different uh schemes that are kind of like uh adding to the development of their character and like, you know, oh the penguin's rich and he likes money. Oh, but he also likes politics and oh and he also he also like really doesn't like Batman and oh he also like uh has to pay women to have sex with him. I think that's a joke at one point in a cartoon for kids. Maybe that the penguin yeah, I mean, has but, to hire but that's the, thing, the the series had a lot more time to let those things <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of flourish. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that's why you have the grand scale of uh like tv and streaming uh now is that like people want longer people want longer stories and that's why you know whenever somebody uh complains about a movie being too long before they've seen it right it's like if they go like oh that movie's two and a half hours long ah that's so long so we haven't seen it what if what if they do a really good job with that two and a half hours it's when you're watching a movie and you're at you're an hour and a half in and you're like oh guys how much longer we gotta wrap this up well, we yeah. were 60 minutes into this movie, and I was like, oh, are, we, uh, are we done yet? Yeah. yeah, I think we actually took took a look at the watches like 25 minutes in, and yeah, we were like, like, is this movie like half is it almost over, over like, yet? Look at everything. That, what is this? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, this movie also is like, uh, I, I feel like when you're like trying to like follow like th- like act beats, this movie's a little weird, because there are points where I'm like, there, there's no part in this movie where I was like, oh, we're in act two. It's like, very, I feel like no, the whole time I was like, Very quickly uh, paced. But I think that makes yeah. it feel more exhausting. If that makes sense. Uh, it's because it's sprinting. The movie's sprinting to the sprinting finish line. The and you're just time, like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, we're not spending time on anything. Because there's, there's no time to breathe. Which I right. think is like, you know, this Batman finding his memories. Or the Batman kind of psychoanalyzing himself. Might have been like that breath in the film. All that stuff you know? would have required some more time to play. Yeah. I think. Definitely. Um... Yeah, Val Kilmer Batman, I feel like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like he, the mold is correct, but he doesn't necessarily, like, he doesn't really do it for me either. He's just a little, a little flat, like, yeah. most of the stuff in this movie just feels a little yeah. flat. Yeah, I do think, because the scenes where he's Bruce Wayne, and he's, like, being kind of, like, the bigger man when people are trying to, like, pressure him, or especially Edward Enigma being, like, a fucking weirdo, and he's just kind of, like, super nice about it. I kind of enjoyed, I kind of enjoyed those scenes, because I was like, this is more of the Bruce Wayne I really know. Him as Batman just never did it for me because the suit looks worse than the Batman Returns suit. It's so um, much more rubbery. I do think I do like how they give him more mobility in the suit, and not that this is Val Kilmer as much as a stunt double, but yeah. like it does actually look. He's actually like doing karate. He's like doing he's a little doing bit some more like fight stuff and punches yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas like 
Yeah. You know, I think Michael his gadgets. Batman is yeah. more just like, I'm going to kind of karate chop you. and Yeah, it gets a little bit better in Returns, but it's still kind of not great. Yeah. I do think his, I don't really like the Schumacher Batman gadgets, though. Because they're just like very like shiny, round, and you hit a button, they just turn blue. Toys. They're yeah. just weird. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly what it I is. I mean, there are just yeah. lights all over this. like Everywhere. If, it's like somebody went up to Joel Schumacher from the studio and they were LEDs like, are cool. the last one was too dark. And he's like, I got it. I got what you need. Lights everywhere. <laughs> oh, and they're in that even one... the Tommy guns have neon lights on them. <laughs> well, even great. like the, the fucking Batmobile had like blue, neon blue tires. That I, is, had, I had that Batmobile. That was my Batmobile. Was yeah, sure. yeah, that, that was mine. Um, I, I remember you hit a button thing. and that thing, the whole cockpit lit a blue. It was really mm-hmm. cool. I actually don't think it came with the Batman though, which is stupid. Of course it didn't. That was the you gotta buy, uh, that, you buy that Batman. This was like right around the time when they when N sixty four pissed off an entire generation. They were like, "Oh yeah, you can, you can buy the, the thing, the, the system, and it comes with controllers. It doesn't come with game. Can't get the game. You can't do anything. Mm. And now they sell things like without controllers." Do they fix that now? No, everything yeah. comes with a controller. Okay. Uh, well, you know, there was funny? a time going on there where it was like you get it and it doesn't come with a controller. The no, new thing, no the new thing now Ooh. is that uh, a lot of times, like new iterations. So, like you know, you have like a Nintendo 3DS, right? Then you get a Nintendo new 3DS, the newer kind of S model of it. Doesn't come with a wall charger. Oh. That's just a Nintendo thing, though. That is a Nintendo thing, but uh, it's weird. I think you're right. The, yeah, that wouldn't make sense to be able to sell something without a controller. It'd be no. stupid. You sure? Switch has two. Okay. Hey, they Switch. still sell Blu-ray players without an HDMI cord. That's <laughs> fucking <You> stupid. <laughs> my parents got me a Blu-ray player like two years ago for my birthday. They were like, "Here you go. It's a Blu-ray player." I was like, "Oh, thank you so much. I love you. So- I love you so much. You're my mom. You're my mom. My pet pet." And I couldn't. They were like, "How's the Blu-ray player going?" I'm like, "I can't." The Blu-ray player was thirty dollars, mom. The HDMI cable is like fifty fucking bucks. Like I can't. This is two years ago. HDMI oh, cables. Oh, yeah. This is like now I'm like this new technology. We had a weird moment there where it was like HDMI cables were super expensive, and now I'm like swimming in that. I'm, I yeah. have like a thousand HDMI. I have yeah. people throwing me HDMI cables yeah. uh, everywhere. But now I finally have one, so I have my Blu-ray. Blah, blah. Your Blu-ray. My, my Blu-ray is is raying up. Sick. It's good nice. to go. Nice. Actually, so the many first rays. thing I watched on it was uh, my. Back to the Future Blu-rays that I've had forever, where I got to watch the Eric Stoltz. Batman footage. Forever. Back to the Future Forever. Do those look a lot better in Blu-ray? Because I feel like older movies like don't always translate to Blu-ray. I don't fucking get it. Yeah, because like, like the audio I, is fucking is good. amazing. Because like I have but like the video, uh, the video I could I could find, I mean I could fucking care less. It, so I I have like um like one of the first Blu-ray movies because when I got my PS3, one of the first Blu-ray movies I watched was um Hurt Locker, mm. and I was just like. Holy shit, this movie looks good. And then I bought Drive, and I have uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, these are all. These, oh, these, these are, are like. All oh yeah, these are movies. Just like this is good. But then I think I watched like Anchorman on Blu-ray once, mm-hmm. and I like can't look at Will Ferrell's face well, ever again. Yeah, it's because like, his poor is just only, it's like terrifying. Like Back to the Future, and like yeah, when there's like fire and a bunch of lights and there's time travel, I'm like yeah, wow, that looks really crystal clear. That's really cool. But like the rest of the movie is just people like sitting in diners and shit. And I'm yeah, like, it's like why? I don't need this. Like yeah. this is, I think I bought dogma it, I on Blu-ray so and it's just like, why did I do that? Yeah. Like why? Um, anyway, how do you feel about Val Kilmer, Batman Birch? I feel like you didn't have too much to say. Uh, you know, back in the day when people used to ask me, who's your favorite Batman? I would always be like that dick that was like, well, I have a favorite Batman and a favorite Bruce Wayne. 
they're not the same. Yeah, I think we said that in the first episode of this one. Yeah, and we all felt that Hold way. Because we're dicks. You used to be an asshole about your opinions? <laughs> no, no, no. I used to be a dick. Okay. Now you're just an asshole. Now I'm just an asshole. Okay. Got it. That's good. Um, uh, now you're just in the tree, I, not the I horse. Really, I really dig uh, 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 Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I there's something about it where I'm like, if he had been again, it's just like with Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. If he had just been given something, yeah, mm-hmm. something to work with, and I think that's a big problem that all of the Batman's have before um, Bale. Yeah, because there's nothing, there's nothing to the character for an actor as an actor to really like grab a hold of. Yeah. It's like the suit does all the work when you're Batman. Right, you really can't do anything. You got a good jaw. You're good to go. You're Most actors it. have that already. So it's like yeah. the, the the suit does all of the work because that's the whole point behind the suit. It's intimidating. It's flashy. It's what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. You're not paying attention to the man. Yeah. So it makes it very hard to really do anything in that. And then when you're Bruce Wayne, how are you supposed to channel this character that like dresses up as a bat? And like is is rich and ha- has like only internal worries, but yeah. is trying to show that he doesn't have internal worries. So he's always trying to act calm. And then you get Bruce Wayne when he is actually being Bruce Wayne. Like there's there's three characters when you cast the new Batman. Mm-hmm. There's Bruce Wayne when he's out in public pretending, putting on the show who Bruce Wayne is. There's right. Batman when he's in the suit, and then there's Bruce Wayne when he is just being Bruce. The real Bruce Wayne, the real man that's behind the mask, whether it's in front of Alfred or somebody who knows that he's Batman, mm-hmm. they're those characters. And they never really found a common ground uh, between those three to like really have fun with that middle one where he's the real Bruce, the yeah. one who's not putting on a show as Batman or putting on a show as Bruce Wayne. The guy is the guy I think who's the, in there. Yeah, the Bale one well, actually I think is probably the best. I never really thought well, about that Because that's joke. what the whole point of the Christopher Nolan ones are Just about, is the man, like, what would make a man want to do this, and what does this do to a man? Yeah. Jack, what were you well, going to say? This Bruce Wayne seems awfully eager to tell people that he's Batman. Past three movies, kind of. I mean, this one really a lot. I mean, this one no, really. No, this one's like, specific. He's got, like, a red rocket for just being, like... How many scenes is is his mouth saying he's mouthing I? I I think in this one it's mainly because uh, he totally wants to bang uh, Nicole Kidman. Like that's all it is. Like he's going to. He's. It's not like he's like Commissioner Gordon. I I want to tell you something, or you know, he's not like walking up to people like Two Face. By the way, I wanted to let you know. Like it's just her because he's like, Yo, you like Batman? I could totally use this to get laid. Are you serious? Are you serious? But he's but the only reason but the only reason he's ever gotten laid before is because he's been Batman. True, but in the circus scene, well, he is also a billionaire, so that helps. Are we gonna talk about this circus scene? In this circus scene, okay, yeah, he (laughs) Two Face is like, oh well, will the real Bruce Wayne please stand? Oh, the real Batman please stand up? (laughs) Please stand up. Bruce Wayne stands up up. and he's like, I'm Batman, but everybody's talking, so they you know they They can't can't hear him. Even Nicole Kidman, who's sitting right next to him, we're shown that it's very loud. It's a circus, Jack. And now there's a gunfight starting. It really would have been, that would have like, been a great Spartacus moment where everybody else starts standing up and being like, I'm Batman, I'm Batman, I'm Bat Commissioner Gordon, I'm Batman. This would be, I think this is a good way to segue no, into... No, 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 let's not segue yet because I got a thing. Oh, go. Do your thing. Uh, the line, I'm Batman. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. Because uh, we haven't talked about it yet, and mm. this is something that we totally should have picked up on straight from the beginning. The line, I'm Batman, 
is huge. I don't think a lot of people are aware of this, and even I forget about this, but it's I think it all dates back to somebody appearing on Saturday Night Live and just being like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Because in every Batman movie, There's a, Batman, Batman says, I'm Batman. Hmm. And the, the way Val Kilmer gets it in this is, he st- like we get, uh, like Michael Keaton in the first one, like, who are you? I'm Batman. And then we get him mouthing like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. When he's trying to tell yeah. Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, I can't remember Batman Returns, I'm Batman right now. Too much whiskey. But in this mm. one, um, the first time we get it is he stands up and he screams, I'm Batman, and no one can hear him. Yeah. He's the new Batman. Mm-hmm. And no one can hear him scream, I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is him trying to say, I'm Batman, to Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. And he's just always about to say it, and he's always about to get it, and then something happens, or she interrupts him. And I and then Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey at the gets end, the line. gets the line yeah. like that everybody gets to hear, where it's like, I'm Batman, and mm-hmm. he gets it. And I think that there's a weight to that joke, that completely flies over everybody's head because it's a very yeah, kind of it. it's a very rudimentary joke. It's mm-hmm. very, I I think that that's what they were going for, and I didn't realize it until actually the last time I watched it last year, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit! Like they give it to Jim Carrey, and, and like that's wow, yeah. that's a pretty that's a pretty <clears throat> neat thing to do. That's interesting. I never like thought about it like that. The power of the I am Batman line. Also, too, while we're on the ending, before we segue. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, does every Batman movie end with uh, Alfred, like, in a car? I guess or, like, so. Getting in a car? Wait, so how does... Okay, well, let's run through it. How does Batman uh, 1989 when end? I know Batman Returns ends with Batman getting the cat and getting in the car, and Alfred is just like, Merry Christmas, sir. Yes. And, you yes, know, and they're driving. Right. And this one, Batman Forever, ends with Chase Meridian getting in the car, and Alfred's like... Ah. I, I watch you guys have sex because there's security cameras everywhere in the mansion. <laughs> this is how I they get, get off. in the car and they drive away. <laughs> that and then... very much played like he's never going to see her again. Yeah. Why is why? that? Yeah, why is sense. it like that? Because it's goodbye forever. Why? Because it's Batman forever. forever. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But the first hey, one. Hey, by the way, Chase, don't tell anyone Batman. All right, see ya. Don't worry, there's only like five other girls. No, I don't think it's played like that. Go. She says she's like, go get him, tiger. You know, oh, like that's, she, what, that's what you gathered? I agree That's with what Jack. she says. She literally says, she's like, don't stay out too late. She ain't there, like, I gotta she go. ain't there like, waiting for him. I gotta go be Batman. I don't know, man. I, I agree with Jack. That, that, that scene was very much played well, as like a... She ain't you, fucking there in the next one. So. Yeah, well, it's only one chick per movie. Um, Need a new blonde for the next one. That's Bruce what? Wayne takes blondes and drops them. That's yep. it. Mm-mm. Heartbreaker. But what's how does Night, the first one end? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because like... I know it goes up... Joker I know, dies. It go, it, it, I know it goes up. I think I felt. Yes, like no, it's Vicky Vale in the fucking car with Alfred. Uh, yes. Are you, you sure? It's Vicky Vale in the car with Alfred, and then they, they say something, blah, 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 and then it goes up and it sees Batman standing on the, the ledge in front of the bat signal. Because it's, it's a, it's, the, when they do it in Batman Returns, it's a repetition where it's the woman is up on the top of the building um, now while he's in the car. It's mm-hmm. a repetition of that. That's what it is. So all of these movies, why are they doing that? What a weird because, way to end all these movies. Because Alfred is stealing all these women away from Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bruce shit. Wayne's never there at night. Alfred is. Mm-hmm. 
keep well, going, Jack. No, 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 no. You're no. putting it together. Keep going. You're putting it together. No, keep going. That's it? No, keep going. Tell me about this. You slower? Explain it. Yeah. You guys ever see the Always Sunny episode? The uh, the dentist system? Yes. Well, Batman's dentist systeming these, these girls, girls, and then Alfred's and the Frank who comes in for the scraps. The scraps. With his uh, monster condom for his magnum dong. For all you Always joke. Sunny in Philadelphia yep. fans out There's there, you didn't think we'd ever get to you. But we did. It's crossover. It's happening. In detail. This seems like a good segue into... Okay, well, when we were talking about the circus scene... <laughs> also, I just want to say, I do... So, like, I do like Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne. I do miss awkward uh, Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. Yep. See? You don't know what you got till it's gone. I, it's, I totally... Listen, totally true. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. Like, I actually really... Because I told you, like, I was like... By the end of Batman Returns, I was just like... I never realized how good of a Bruce Wayne and a Batman Michael Keaton is. And it, like... Shocked me. Um, but we're but talking I, about... I also think Michael Keaton is still trying to live that down now. Yeah. I, I should have done more Batman. I should have done, done more, more Batman. Batman. I should have done more Batman. Well, everyone see Birdman if you want to find out more about that. But we're talking about the circus scene. Um, take a quick break. Uh, refill our drinks. Maybe take some pee-pees. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some Robin and some of these Rogue Gallery folks. Okay? All right. Yeah. All right. So see you in a bit. Hey guys, Mike Birch here. Uh, just checking in with you real quick. I wanted to let you know that we've got a really great new article up on our website at storyscreenbeacon.com. Uh, it's all about the big sick, Kamal Nanjiani's new romantic comedy that I can tell you from personal experience is one of the sweetest little things you are ever going to see. Um, our very own Diana DeMiro actually went out, checked out the movie, and wrote all about it. You should check out the article. It's called... Girlfriend in a coma. I know, I know. It's serious. And if you get that, you're awesome. And if you don't, you should check it out. It's the Smiths. It's the Smiths. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Smiths reference. I didn't know that. Uh, so head on over to storyscreenbeacon.com and check out uh, Diane DeMiro's article on The Big Sick. And make sure you definitely get out to the theaters to see The Big Sick. This is a movie that you want to see in a dark room filled with strangers to really see how the comedy and the romance in this movie transcends age, gender, uh, religion, ethnicity. Uh, everybody can find something to love about this movie. So you guys should totally check that out. And visit our website and read that article and all the other ones and check out all the podcasts that we got. Okay, back to more Batman. Hello and welcome back to Battering, the story screen Batman podcast, which you probably would know because it'd be weird if you come back in the second part. We're going to start talking about some Robin, you know, the, the Flying Graysons, which is actually like, I guess like one of the highlights of the movie or like one of my favorite scenes is I really like the Graysons getting the bomb out of the circus. My parents are dead too. Hey. Uh, I think them falling was really weird, and I didn't really Where see a brother. Parents? They're dead. Everyone's parents are dead. Why are, are Two Face's parents like taking care of Harvey? They're, They're dead. dead. Where's Alfred's parents? Dead. They're alive. They're alive and well. Yeah. Living lovely in the old country. Well, they turned into bats. They're in the cave. They turn into bats. They turn into bats. That's who Alfred talks to. Ralph and Lauren, the bats. Yes. Yes, of course. Ralph Lauren? 
Ralph and Lauren. <laughs> yeah. It's Alfred. He's got a great sense of humor. We change we change the bat names every every time we watch this movie. He made Robin a suit and he put nipples on it, and Batman's like, Your handiwork? And he's like, I took my two liberties. Batman suit V2, sonar suit, no bat nips. Yeah, but a bat butt. Bat butt all day. Has a weird, like, bat ass crack seam. Oh, yeah. That I'm assuming is some kind of gun or knife. that's where the butts go. Mm-hmm. You call that detail. Ooh. I guess Joel Schumacher said something like he wanted... Uh, Bob Kane, who uh, invented Batman, Batman yeah. was on set many a day during this movie. Because <laughs> um, I guess they let him on this one. I don't know why. Maybe because they shot this one in America. I don't know. Because the other ones are uh, in London, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's on set every day, and there's some really great behind-the-scenes. Look, if you've got Batman Forever on DVD, or you've got access to it on DVD, or you know what? You can even go on YouTube and check out Batman Forever behind-the-scenes featurettes. Do yourself a fucking favor, buddy. Check these things out. Just because get fucking high and just watch the shit out of These people are just... When Tommy Lee Jones is being interviewed, and he's trying to talk about playing Two-Face... You can just see he's just like oh, every every single ounce of dignity. That's what you're gonna take. You're gonna take every <laughs> fucking single ounce. Is that what's, like you don't hear the questions they're asking them, but they are just. <coughs> and Chris O'Donnell is just like in love with Jim Carrey. It's like oh, everything that comes out of his face is fucking hilarious. Like I, it keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. Chris O'Donnell like impersonates <clears throat> that line like three times in behind the scenes stuff. It's great. So definitely check those out. But Bob Kane uh, apparently had a huge problem with like bat nipples and the the new bat suits. As he should. And yeah. I mean the bat ni- that's the joke of the movie. Right. Like that's like what you remember uh, us at our age, um, us nipples. millennials. We remember bat nipples from this yeah. movie more than anything. Joel Schumacher apparently retorted, and I gotta give it to him. Good retort. Mm. He said that he wanted them all to look like old like Greek statues. He wanted the suits to resemble that's a, old that's a Greek solid statues. Fucking, the and it's like, how do you argue that? It's like, what, are you going to tell me old Greek statues look stupid, old man? Well, the, that made a Batman? Hmm? You don't think the old old statues got dicks and nips? They do. The and Riddler butts. is looking at a statue of David when he's trying to pick out his costume. Mm-hmm. That is true. Very interesting. Why does the Riddler... I'll give this one to you, Robbie. Throw it. No, you go. Why does the Riddler, why does uh, Jim Carrey's Edward Nigma? why does Edward Nigma, before he gets any inclination to oh, become something. Has all the Riddler swag. Why does he have so, Because you mean, brought that up. I brought it up a lot. And, and I, was, like, I was like, yeah, why does I think he... Jack explained it kind of like the best or like you, you kind of threw it out there. Because Jack was just like, well, maybe like this weird question mark character existed in the world and like. Edward Nigma just loved him and then kind of became him. Which is like the best explanation, but also stupid. But makes the scene where he's trying to pick out a costume really dumb when he's surrounded by these By like, Riddler, Riddler people. Shit. It's like, why? So in terms of just like, uh, like I do I think that that's like probably how a director would explain that in the story? Yeah, probably. But in terms of just like making the movie and just surrounding this guy by all the things he's gonna... It's like, it's like having Jack Nicholson being like surrounded by clowns and he's just like I just don't fucking know I need a shit. what I'm gonna be <laughs> like I just have no fucking idea what I'm gonna be it's so I don't know. like, and, like it, 
again, it's 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 sincere. It's seriously if you've it's ever weird. if you've ever met somebody who doesn't understand uh, what style over substance means, they don't know what that term means. Sean mm-hmm. Batman forever. Oh uh, like, yeah, like this is this because this is a perfect example of like you can see the substance that they're working with you can see what they're going for but they're trying to be super stylistic with everybody like the fact that like two face harvey two-face has created himself an entire fucking house yeah uh, that, that is, is divided down like the middle divided down yeah. the middle and he's got two girlfriends mm. called sugar and spice <laughs> uh one played by uh teen heartthrob uh drew barrymore who is beautiful and, mm-hmm. very, and the very, other very one very played by the worst fucking actress in the world uh, i have no idea who that is and there's a reason for that she's, she's never worst. allowed to do anything else <laughs> she, although if she has done something else please please let me know because i'd love to see her really not act in anything else my story screen beacon.com but he's got this house where like he's got like a roast pig on one side and he's got like quail eggs on the other he's got all this shit and it's like the stylistic approach of that looks cool i like the shot of like the the, the, the face the aesthetic of the movie doesn't and it's bother like me. lined up yeah. with his face on the inside i get it but you're like realistically what What's going on here? Why is this guy doing this? Not even on the tone of like, how does the Riddler make his suit that fast? Or have all of these other different suits? Yeah. Or like, I'm not trying to... I do like that. It's the it's the difference between... Again, we talked about it before. It's the difference between realistic and believable. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need all my movies to be realistic. No. There are certain movies for that. Like, the Dark Knight movies are a realistic approach. It's a grounded to take. How could a person like Batman operate in our world? But you want, like, in the world of this movie, everything... Like, well, you what's want... What's going on here? Yeah, you want the world of the movie to make sense. And the thing is, like, the aesthetics of the movie don't bother me it's just that it's like it's not really it's not that it's at odds with the action or the story it's just that it doesn't it's not cohesive and it doesn't meld mm. it's just kind of like you guys are are you guys going for campy or are you going for a kids movie what is it that you like what is yeah. the movie you're trying to make and they're like we're making a batman movie i'm like no tim burton made a tim burton batman movie mm-hmm. that's why it looked like that what are you guys making a yeah, Batman I movie. Mean, like, no. They're saying that they don't want it to be as dark, mm-hmm. but you've got like uh, people getting like uh, threatened with boiling acid, comically. Boiling acid. Boiling acid. You've got, um, you know, uh, a guy getting like thrown off of uh, a waterfall. How is Wayne towered by a waterfall? It was never before. Uh, Isn't it? Doesn't they show us that it's in the middle of the they're, city? They're moving upstate. Also, there's a Statue of Liberty in Gotham. Oh, let's... that was fucking weird. Yeah, yeah we might... I know I said we're. It says, it says Gotham, Gotham on the crown. Crown. I know I said we're gonna City. talk about Robin, but uh, wait, we talk about that Statue of Liberty. Why? Why is that there? <laughs> I love that statue. I, I honestly, I have no problem with that. Well, they blow it up. Also, I yeah, okay, so. it's only the, the movie for a little bit. Statue of Liberty yeah. there. Yep. It's weird because it also it says Gotham. And also, it just has like weird lights, and it's like crown yeah. thing. It's just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then the, that airplane cuts through it like paper mache, which it's is what it's made it, out of. But, yeah. but uh, it's weird. So let's get back to the uh, the boy wonder in the movie. Uh, I'm trying to steer the steer the bat We're submarine talking. back into place. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack, what do you think of the of the Robin in this movie? 
What do you think of having Robin in the movie? What do you think of Robin in general? You have general so impressions? Lame. Yeah, he sucks. In the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah he like sucks. Robin as a. No, yeah, Robin as a character is fine, but this yeah. movie Robin is. No, 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 no. Well, okay. <laughs> Are we about to get sidetracked on talking about Robin and Batman Forever again? No. Fuck. Well, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. I think he's lame. I think, I don't know. Chris it's, O'Donnell? Yeah, it's not. Chris O'Donnell's Robin's kind of lame because he. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I just well, knocked I, my head on top. You don't. I mean, this this Robin seems like a hanger on anyway, but Chris O'Donnell in general as a person just seems like the kind of dude that like is like, hey guys, what are you doing tonight? You can I come hang out with you? You guys doing anything? Fun? I have one like, earring. Oh, I have one earring. Oh, can I chill with you guys? Right, the earring makes him hip, guys. Chris come is on. here. Just like try to kind of like, just let him hang out. Like he's just. I know he's super annoying and obnoxious, but like he, he doesn't have anywhere else. To yeah, go. I, I think the, he's the gonna whole have one idea beer, he's having, gonna want to go home. He's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get too drunk too fast, and hopefully he'll leave early. The, I think the whole idea of having Robin in this movie is very forced. It feels very forced. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't tie in with what's going on in the rest of the movie. Like Batman isn't going through a crisis where he feels like he needs help. In the sense of like a no. sidekick, he's well, going through an internal reason, crisis like, that he's why? already getting help with with his psychiatrist. For so what reason no... do they send Robin to the Bruce Manor or to Wayne Manor? Uh, Bruce what? says that he'll uh, take care of him. Hey, my parents are also dead. So I got out with me. Did he say? I, I guess I missed the scene. Yeah, because no, for me, uh, I was like, Commissioner, what? Commissioner Gordon. That's the whole thing. Is uh, okay. Commissioner Gordon says, "Thank you so much, Bruce, for taking him. That's really." Good thing for you to do. He's got nobody because, like, you know, his family was with the circus. His, yeah. The circus has moved on. They're all the way to Metropolis by now. Mm. Hey, yo. Zinga, zinga. You know, they're all the way there. And uh, so Bruce has said, like, I'm super rich. Yeah. I was there. I witnessed what happened. Uh, this this kid, uh, I'll take care of him. He feels responsible also. He, well, he feel, like, that's his personal thing. Like, yeah. why would the police release this kid? To this guy, like in in the comics, um, uh, Bruce Wayne adopts Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson is way younger. He's like well, twelve yeah, years old. This would all make yeah. sense if Dick Grayson was like fifteen or twelve. Exactly. He, Chris O'Donnell's a full grown fucking man. Like, oh, I'm oh, very no, there, sorry. There, there is an age that we can pin on this. How old is he supposed to be? Uh, there is a line in this mm. where, and I realized it specifically when we were just watching it. Um, there is a line where uh, Bruce says, um, how about Dick Grayson, college student? So he's like Boom. 18. He's got to be at least 18. 18, 19 yes. years old. No, he's he got to be like at least like 18, 19. Or 24. Because Chris like, O'Donnell totally is like 22, 23 job, years old. I'm really sorry about that tragedy that just happened to you. That sucks. But like, dude, God, go get a fucking job. I don't know. Well, like, the, well he already had a job first. I don't need to adopt the, you. He's, circus. A, he's a circus boy. He yeah. like ran away from the circus because of his problems, which is the exact opposite of what you do. You run to the circus when you you run away to the well, circus. He ran, when he you ran a to a different circus. I don't Did you really okay. take your glasses off yeah, to do that? I, well, I was hoping you bring it up. So Put your glasses know. back on. I can't see. Okay. There you are. Uh, no, like I think it makes sense in context with. Yeah. They do it. It makes no sense. They do. They do enough you work. Can try. It's not. They do happen. enough work where it's like, you know. And Crystal Donald's like, yeah. The only reason I agreed to come stay at your stupid, silly, fucking mansion yeah. was because I didn't want the. I didn't want to fill out all the paperwork and have all the charity thrown at me. Like I just wanted to be cut and done. I want. I want to bounce. Yeah. And then Bruce Wayne's just like, 
You like bikes? <laughs> Come check out my stupid fucking bikes over here. Batman, I, Batman has like a I 300 abs- pound overhead man. Like, I, I can't ride any of these, but I, I think... I absolutely hate, I like hate, hate that scene. Where, where Chris O'Donnell is just like, my parents are dead, I'm going to go get revenge on them. You're right, I need gas. Okay, let's go in and get gas. Oh my god, look at all these bikes. My parents are dead. This is that kind of bike. My parents just died yesterday. This is that kind of bike. My parents just died yesterday. Wow, they only made like a hundred. He completely shifts from this uh, from from the tragedy of his parents dying, and it only comes up when it serves like the scene that they're in. It never serves the overall story. It's always just kind of brought up as like, well, you know, these two aren't that different because like they both got like both have dead parents. But the thing is, got dead parents. You don't see him whining about it. He's making motherfuckers sandwiches and shit. Alfred killed his own parents. That's a little known fact. Oh shit! He's a green beret and killing parents. Um, I that's not true, is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think. Well, who knows? I don't think we could let that linger. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what the fuck? Wait, hold on, huh? They're gonna stop listening to the podcast and we'll get the video the shit out of that real quick. But I yourself the Google. I really like the Grayson like the the Robin origin Grayson death scene. Like, I do think that scene is like the scene is pretty good. I think the scene's really good. I think it's one of the most like. I don't want to say heartfelt, but like uh, well calculated scenes in the movie. Although it's very which, which scene when the so when the Graysons when the Graysons are just doing their gymnastic shit in general the whole acrobatic the whole acrobatic scene but like them two totally different things. I'm sorry. All right, whatever. It's they're called a the trapezius. They're doing their trapezius. Batman's a gymnastic. A gym, a gymnast. <laughs> so first of all, none of us know what we're talking about. <laughs> Second of all, I saw the Olympics. You know once. what Olympic is? How many Olympics are there? love 10 there's like at least five ranks um so like they i really like that scene um the scene where they're doing all the stuff in slow motion and like grabbing each other's arms and you see the powder coming off it's like yeah, those are that. some shots where i'm like this is like really cool and then the, like they're the ones and that who get echoes, the bomb that out. echoes back to when robin saves Batman. Yeah, it's like the 10th time you've dropped your i don't know why i do that because you stop gesticulating so hard uh and that echoes to when uh robin saves batman that yes. first time uh, from the sand. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. You figure out where the sand comes the from. The loose rocks. And also echoes to like the very end where Batman saves Robin. Right. You know, and he actually even like it even mirrors. I think he like thanks. They like Roman handshake each yeah. other out. Right. Um I, well, like Greek gods. It's that's well. <laughs> that scene is very um No like Roman gods. The scene is very like Adam Westy sort of, where he like lifts the bomb out of the the bomb which is like a big circle. Yeah, that is very Adam he lifts Westy, it up actually. out of the top of the building. He just, just boogies kind of with like it. Hurls it into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But I really I really do like that scene. Um and I think it serves as like a fine origin story. I mean, that is the Robin origin story. And I think it serves fine in the film. It's just that like again, like most things in this movie, it's like and we've talked about it a little bit in um Batman 1989, but it's like Really cool plot points getting thrown in the air. We get a ball thrown in the air and no one's there to catch it. You know? Yeah. These really cool threads are like, this, I kind of like that. And I like, also, nah. I just really don't like that actor at all. I mean, he sucks. Just like, if you're going to introduce Robin into Batman when you've already had two iterations of Batman. The movie should be just, about Robin. No, no, it shouldn't I be think. about Robin. There should be, it's, it's a Batman movie. It's called Batman something. It, yeah. it, it's a Batman movie. Robin is his sidekick. But there should be a reason for 
uh, Batman, especially if this is a uh, canon continuation of Batman Returns. Yes. Bruce Wayne and Batman, both in that, are highly um, uh, shy. Like we, like yeah, we yeah. They they are they're they're loners. Like it's just me. I've got this, yeah. and the only person they've got is Alfred. And there's never been any idea that. that like at, like in the next Batman movie in Batman and Robin, Alfred is getting sick, mm. and that's a plot point in it. And I think it was mainly due um, because. Uh, uh, Michael Goo is going to die eventually. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays Alfred. Um, and they were like, we can't do this forever. Batman forever. Batman yeah. forever. Um, yeah. But like, if you were going to introduce Robin into a Batman story where it's already been <coughs> shown that Batman's been doing this shit for a while, you need to put some kind of reason in there why he would need help. Yeah. Because what this movie tries to do is they they very uh, haphazardly try and say that because there's two bad guys, you're going to need help. Because the Riddler and Two-Face are together and working together, you can't beat them alone. They've got a little scene right there where it says that. But the Penguin and Catwoman were just in the last one. And it doesn't work. It doesn't sell. They try to make you buy it. They try well, they to make do that. Batman way more incompetent. Not by Batman him. falls for every single trap and trick in the book in yeah. this movie. Batman, but he's really good at riddles. He he's he's decent at riddles. He's okay. He's okay at riddles. Jack got that riddle. Got the clock riddle. Clock. Yeah. Yeah. I think you scream so loud at the protector. It clock. Tore. It, like the protector scream like tore in half a little bit. So you're like clock. Is that why you scream match so loud? Yeah. You were taking the piss out of me. Mm-hmm. Taking the piss out of me. Um. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I, that's another thing about Batman in this movie, where, like, you know, I like the omnipotent Batman's one step ahead of you. In this movie, Batman's, like, just two steps behind of everything. Yeah, he's, he's kind he's of dumb. He's supposed to be dumb. the world's greatest detective. And he's, he, you know, he solves, like, three riddles. Oh, my, he just gets there. <laughs> like, he's not doing a great job. Um, Yeah, I don't know, like... Can we talk about those riddles real quick? Yeah, I we can wanna, get into it. I want to just say that laundry karate scene is fucking dumb, also. Oh, Staying on the Robin. Okay. Was that supposed to be Alfred being like, oh, maybe he could fight? Or what? Real quick I before... think that was more oh. Alfred being able to see like, oh, this guy fucks. This guy, know. this guy can this have guy sex. Has had sex. This guy's, make him, this guy's had sex. I'm going to make him a nipple costume. Yeah. Just like I do for all my the favorite Alfred bands. Alfred's got costume. layers, just like anybody else in just this like movie. Ogres. Um, if not more. Real quick, as a sidebar. Did side you make bar, a fucking Shrek reference Every right time there? I get a chance, my yeah, dude. Okay. Somebody once told me. Max Shrek, that coming what, back. Hold on. What's everyone... So there's many different Robins, many different Robin iterations. What do you mean by that? So my favorite Robin... I want to get into favorite Robin just for, like, as a quick sidebar. I know, oh, like, like we did favorite Two-Face? We didn't do two, We didn't do favorite Riddler. We're going to get there. Can we talk about it? Oh, shit. We're, there's That's a lot exciting. I want to say about the Riddler because this is the only Riddler movie experience that we have. Jim Carrey. We'll get there. Um, so, I really like, uh, in Dark Knight Returns, you have a female Robin, and when you're reading that graphic novel, you have no idea, you really have no idea she's gonna be the Robin. She's like this meddling, maybe teenager, she's kind of getting into Batman shit, she has a really interesting origin story, but she becomes... She forces herself. She really, like, makes her, she starts being Robin before Mm -hmm. anyone asks her to be Robin, and I really like that character, Especially because, like, at this point, like, Batman's, like, fucking done with sidekicks. Because he already had a dead Robin. He's done with all that shit. 
And um, I think, like, the female Robin, I, I really forget her name. I think it's, like, Casey something. She, in my opinion, is, like, the best Robin because she is like us where she understands Batman history and is trying to replicate it. She is the fan becoming a hero. And I always like that kind of story. But that's my pitch. What, what do you guys... Do you guys have a favorite Robin? Or are you guys kind of lukewarm on Robin in general? I'm glad you said that one from... From Dark Knight. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, do I like any Robin? Well, me? there's also... You know, we got your your Damian Waynes. You got your... Uh, the Red Hood storyline, yeah, which is a Robin. Right. Jason Todd's alright. because he also becomes a kind of a cold blood killer. He's yeah. a kind of badass. Um, and then you have your Dick Grayson, who becomes Nightwing. What do you think, Burge? You have an opinion? Dick Grayson, dude. Like, Dick on. Grayson, yeah. None of the other Robins can fucking hold a torch to that shit. Well, and Dick Grayson's like he's the good guy. I think the Red Hood storyline's really it's, cool. It's 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 the uh, it's when you're talking about who you want to be your favorite Robin. You've got Dick Grayson, who has like I'm, I'm we're talking decades of story building and background. And then you've got uh, Jason Todd, who like was like was it like a decent enough Robin, and was a lot like a lot of fun while he was around, but he wasn't yeah. around for that long. No. But he's also got this kind of like a he has a tragic past culture culture clash that happens later on. That yeah. like ooh, this is kind of like an in- interesting character to yeah. dive into. His under the Red Hood storyline with the main to the cartoon is really good. Right, the, the, but there's a uh, there's um. Fuck, I'm too drunk to. <laughs> what, I'm what too you... drunk to bring up my comic shit. Uh, there's a third Robin after Jason Damian Todd. Wayne. What? Damian, Damian Wayne. Wayne. No, you guys are talking one? about the fifth Robin. Oh, what the? fuck? You guys are missing three and four. Um, <sighs> there. Uh, his name is Tim Drake. Yeah, oh, baby. Is that it. here? We fucking go. Third, is that Tim T- Titans Robin? Tim Drake is that Tim is Titans. T- that is that Tim is Titans, Titans Robin. Robin. Yes. Okay. Tim Drake. Uh, I really, really like Tim Drake. Tim Drake's got a great origin story, which I will not spoil because that's a big fucking part of his character. Okay. Um, but I really like Tim Drake. And then the fourth Robin is a girl Robin that takes place in the actual canon continuity. Not the of one I brought. Batman. Up. No, 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 not the Batman. Because that one's Dark Knight Batman Returns, Returns is, is in, not canon. It's not. Like, canon. That is that is a an alternate universe. A Frank that's Miller, old man Logan kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then there, I want to say that her name. Uh, I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm going to say her name is Karen Page. I don't think that's her name. Is Karen Page a person? I'm going to say her name is uh, Jennifer Watts. Jennifer Watts? You I'm going to say uh, Jennifer Lopez. I at least tried we'll to see make up right. a name. Uh, I just took a real name and, and told you it's facts. So yeah, but, right. but then there's Damien. Um, and actually, Damien is really growing on me. I, I don't read the comics anymore. I had just stopped reading the comics. Damien's big in New Right 52. around when Damien became Robin. That's yeah. when I kind of cut off. Mm-hmm. Well, Damien's but interesting because he actually like, oh, is the he's the son of Robin. Or he's the son of Batman. He's the son of Batman, yeah. Spoiler alert. Do they kill him? It's named one of the books. They kill him in a death in, a fam- in the family? Yeah. Spoiler alert. That is a spoiler, and I think you're right. I'm not sure how, he, but he probably old comes. Books. The thing, not new to Fifty Two. Death in the Family is new Fifty Two. That's not that old. Wait, no, Death in the Family is. Oh that's wait, the name of Jason when Jason Todd was killed. Oh, never mind. You're right. Did they do that in New Fifty Two again? I think they did. No. I might have. I, I, I might have. Yeah. Yeah. I might have fucked that. That's up. that. Yeah. I thought it was actually, you know, like a really fun thing about that. Um, uh, the writers didn't choose to kill Jason Todd. 
You know who did? Keep the fans. Yeah, yeah the they fans. voted, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Fucking, they fucking called in and told them. They were like, I mean, kill them. The Joker Fireman. Rough shit. Have you guys played Batman Arkham Knight? No. Okay, so there's a th- okay, so I keep on bringing up like there's a lot of Batman Arkham Knight shit in this movie. Um, the cool thing about Batman Arkham Knight is that, and you see this in kind of the other Batman Arkham games, which I know you guys have played. There are times where Batman, under the Scarecrow influence, can interact with his memories. Yes. He is a passerby in his memories. They like showing that fucking scene. him in his funeral. Which, a bunch. I, I think real quick, if, if dear listener, if you have not played the. Uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, Arkham Batman City. games. Yeah, all those. Totally fucking play those. At if you're listening to this because you Asylum. like Batman and you haven't played those yet because you're on the fence or you haven't heard about them, dude, go play those games. They're the game, so much I'm fun. I'm telling you right now, they're better than the majority. You're of the not going to give away any. I'm just saying, so in Batman now, Arkham, in Batman Arkham Knight, uh, they really play up the idea of Batman being able to interact with his memory. And it happens at moments like it, it doesn't. There's not like a cutscene. It's like you're you're doing a you're doing a plot. You're doing a mission. All of a sudden, it's like you're having this you're weird fucking acid flashback mm-hmm. because there's something that happens to you in the game that makes you way more prone to it, um, which I will not spoil because that is a really cool part Very of the game, good. and it's really cool. And the thing is, like you know, Bruce Wayne interacting with his repressed memories is very Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight has some problems, but it's not a bad game. Um, Arkham Asylum is better than. I would say all but one of these movies. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. I really like Arkham City's story, but I like Arkham Asylum's sandbox more. Talking Similar is a podcast where we talk about video games. Uh, right now we're talking about the Batman <laughs> movies. Um, so I think we got kind of a Robin feelings out of the way. I, I really want to talk about Robin because it's like, we only see him in one or one more movie and in like a little bit in another one, which we'll get to when we get there. Yeah, we will. But uh, he's he's an interesting character, the Batman, because he, he's a very love hate. Everyone has love hate with Bat- with uh, Robin. I, Everyone I, does. The character of Robin is very important to Batman, but it depends on who's telling it. I think it depends on what Batman's going through when you're telling yeah, that story. I think so too. And you know. When you introduce Robin, you need to have Batman at a point where he's just Batman. He needs somebody. Robin's really good for old Batman story. Robin's not great for like Batman at peak Batman. And no, in this no, movie, Batman. No, no it, it very much can be for Batman you at think peak so? Batman. It's just you need to put you need to put Bruce Wayne in a position where he's feeling like he needs somebody. Yeah. Whether or not he can admit it to himself. Or not like he he needs he it, it can't just be like oh fuck his parents are dead so and so are mine I'll take him it's, I'll take like yeah. it's it's it it just doesn't work I would have liked to see Batman maybe struggling more with like paternal issues and him being like I want to be a father but I can't find anyone who loves me and then I get Robin but that's not the story we got instead we got Batman Forever so let's talk about uh Riddler so Riddler is really interesting because um he talks in riddles. But also because this is the only iteration in the cinematic universe that we see of Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got to wrap this up fairly soon. Yeah. But I want to talk... I mean, I think we talked about Riddler a little bit at the beginning. I don't know how much more I got. Talk I... more about Jim Carrey than Riddler. I yeah, think, yes. That's and that's true. the thing. Yeah. Our Jim Terry, our Jim Carrey right. talk is kind of out of the way. But I want to talk about Riddler as a character. How much or how little we know about him. But also, like, 
what maybe we liked about him in this movie. I'll start because I really like Edward Nigma being um, kind of like the Silicon Valley tech guy. A little bit. He's a little bit like that's kind of like I think the energy he's channeling. He's an entrepreneur. He's, yeah. he's going for something. And then the fact that he like really tries so hard to like very literally mimic Bruce Wayne. Like those scenes are great. Like I love that part in the party. Are you gonna take my whiskey? I'm gonna take a little bit of this. I mean, it is yours, but it's fine. I want some too, though. Thank I you. Know. Um, <laughs> you guys do this every time. He does this every time. He does this every time. Um, but I think you know, I. I don't know a ton about the Riddler. Even in the animated he series, tells he tells Riddle. That's kind of what you get. Even in like, I know the most about him from the Batman Arkham games because he makes you get all the fucking Riddler here's trophies. A joke. And it's a pain in the here's, ass. Or here's a riddle. I hid 900 of these fucking trophies all over this map. You, you gotta get them all. <laughs> yeah, unless if you don't want that secret ending. Here's um, a riddle, Batman. How stupid are you to waste 40 hours looking for these 900 fucking Riddler trophies? Yeah, I don't know. Ask people about the DLC. But, I got um, them all. You got them all. Oh, so, I got them all, baby. Which, number one, which right? one? That was so much fun. No, I don't agree with you. Um, it was fun in Arkham Asylum. What? Where there was you don't like, like playing games? I don't like tedious collectathons. That's what a game is. You're like, wrong. No. I'm no, pretty sure no, tedious would no. be in the definition of a game. Talking Simulator is a podcast where we talk about stories in games and how games can tell unique stories. You're talking, to the, to, you're talking to the wrong host there, Burge. Don't have to be... We'll, squa- we'll squash what you just said about. real quick. Let's move on. Um, so yeah, the Riddler... I So this is like... I do think this is an interesting take on the Riddler. Him being an entrepreneur. Him being a tech geek. He's very... It's His company is called Nigma Tech. Or Enigma Tech. Like... That is really cool. I also like the escalation of his outfits. His because, outfits are great. Because the thing is, like, as like he becomes more powerful the more people engage with his technology. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like this like weird cyber god. Like by the time we see him in the last scene of the movie, he has become David Bowie and it's magical. <laughs> really, <laughs> <laughs> like that's like what he is. But like, I I don't hate the Riddler character in this movie. And it's not just because of Jim Carrey's performance. Um, I open the floor to you two. I, do you think it was some sort of just meta commentary on TV sucking people's brain, like his whole thing? Or I want to say so, but also like it's really Warner confusing. Brothers is Time Warner, yeah. which owns HBO, right? And like, I I don't think that they. First off, it's called the box, uh-huh. and it doesn't look like a box. No, nope. looks like a blender. That does that's my things. big gripe with it. It kind of ends there. <laughs> that's that's like, all you got. <laughs> why call it a box if it literally doesn't look like a box? I guarantee you a box was cheaper to make than all those blender looking things. Again, it's... Fair. it's You said this before. It's style over substance. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. like, eh, alright. Like, the Riddler is a stylish character. <coughs> his outfits are probably my favorite part about the character. The, I his, do love his outfits. His flamboyance is also... They keep him safe when he's jogging They change his hair pretty much every scene. They change his costume pretty much every scene. He's always twirling around that cane. Yeah. Like I like all that, but like I love that he's dressed exactly like Bruce Wayne. Oh, I yeah. love that. I yeah, love that's good, that that's scene. A good I love that. I love that. That's puts, one of the scenes. He he he's glasses. got the glasses on. He pulls the glasses, he puts the glasses out. On, and his then, hair is just like him too. Oh, and I then love Bruce that. Wayne takes off the glasses, and he also takes. That's off the glasses a beautiful fucking idea. And the fact that they really, they only pointed out at one point uh, where it's just like nice suit, huh. wit. I love it. Like, they don't really draw too much attention no. to it. Well, you, we've never had, like, a character who's wanted to be exactly like Bruce Wayne. 
And that's exactly and that's who exactly Edward Norton is. And like, it's very like a, it's very American Psycho, mm-hmm. having a character in this corporate field who wants to be exactly like another one. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's very like Patrick Bateman and like uh, the guy he axe murders in the beginning of the movie, his first big kill in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it's very similar, and like, it makes sense that Edward Nigma. I like his progression to getting to that point. Where he didn't start off the movie wanting to be like Bruce Wayne, he wants to just be a big guy. But then he, but then once he gets enough power, he's just like, I can be Bruce Wayne. I can be, but he he can't be more than Bruce Wayne. In fact, he becomes exactly like Bruce Wayne, where he is a billionaire playboy by day and a costumed person by night. He becomes exactly the same. Rewatching it right before we did this podcast, actually, I realized it takes a long time for Riddler to, for Edward Nigma to become Riddler. It's a minute, and then like join with Two Face. Like it's like it's Edward Nigma doing his own thing for a while while they're kind of setting up like <laughs> the themes of the movie, and like <laughs> and then eventually. Edward Nigma like is like, oh okay, I'm gonna be like this uh, question mark person because I've got a shit ton of this around. I got a bunch of question mark folk. There's so. that thing where he wants to be like uh, the 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 game master. The game something. master. Yeah, is that's it, one like, I think. Is it game master where like he's just like dressed in a gigantic pink pawn? thing where I'm like that's the bad guy I want to see Batman fight. Well, maybe... I want to see Batman fighting a guy who's dressed in a gigantic slightly off pink uh pawn. Well, maybe the thing about the Riddler is costume. that he always succumbs to the idea of a riddle where he's so smart but he misses. It's like the answer's right under your nose. The answer's been under his nose the entire movie. Or like when he's trying to figure out his character, like there's riddle people around him all the time. There's these green-clad folks wearing question marks around him all the time. And it takes him a while to figure out that he wants to be the Riddler. The idea of a riddle is the fact that, like, the answer is given to you, but there's, like, a gate keeping you from it. So, like, maybe, like, the idea... That's super interesting, but I don't think... I know. Because they don't... That's so nice of you to say that. I think so. Joel Schumacher really appreciates you saying that. I'm sure, but I, you know, I don't know. Joel Schumacher is going to be saying that in his interviews for forever, after he listens to this, which he won't, so... Doesn't matter. He's still fucked. Yeah. Should I have mean, been listening to this podcast, Joel. We could have, we had your back. We could have helped you out. the answers. Sorry, man. Yeah, I don't know. The Riddler, he's like a weird character. Because again, like, even in... He's like one of the least memorable characters even from the animated series. Which is like usually my like kind of anchor for a lot of these villains. Um, I, Again, like, I don't... I don't hate the Riddler in this movie. I do think he's one of the really good nuggets and the really good seeds of this film. Um, I, I mostly like him for his interactions with Two Face. They've got a weird. Their they, friendship is strange. strange, and I think that's the idea where they like they, they. Everybody keeps saying like the one thing that this movie's got is Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones have this really good rapport. Rapport that's yeah. like great, and but when you know, I don't for think the, it's a good rapport. I think no, no, just... it's not a good rapport. It's um, it just it just uh, it, it looks easy because yeah. the whole time they're like. We love yeah, each other because they actually fucking hated each other, yeah. and so they have to like act out crazily that they like each other because millions and millions and millions of dollars are banking on this, and they know that they could ruin their careers if they fuck this up. Mm-hmm. So they're just like 
pushing it and going crazy and just being like we were waiting for them to kiss this entire movie that oh, we were yeah. watching. oh hell like, yeah when are these guys finally just gonna lock lips the scene right outside wayne manor it they looked like they were about to just get down right there it's just weird because like i feel like it's weird that the movie is trying so hard to make them a super villain team up where i think that like a power struggle is a way more interesting Their team story. up makes no fucking because sense. Because remember the scene where too. Tommy Lee Jones like fucks up the party? It's like, Edward Nygma is not cool with that. He's just yeah. like, why the fuck are you doing that? And he then they go back to being friends. Happen. You know what it would have been a great, cool... you know what it would have been a great scene before pow- that? Oh, before that. Uh, Two-Face flipping a coin. And being like, actually, I'm going to fuck his shit up. I'm going to fuck his shit up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Or you would have been even uh, better, hot, you know what would have been even better last act of the movie is that there's a power struggle between Two-Face, Riddler, and it's not even about Batman at that point. It's like like violence well no i think it's it's super easy because two-face wants to kill batman riddler wants to kill bruce wayne mm, true so that's a good point anybody with a like any idea in their head about making this movie about like dual personalities yeah where you have edward nigma and the riddler you have harvey dent and two-face you have bruce wayne and batman you have um dick grayson and robin it's very, very fucking easy to create these tiny little through lines with one minute scenes. You could do all of those. We're talking like throwing an extra five minutes in this movie. You could create scenes that drive a through way where it's like, yeah, absolutely. These, uh, this is a movie that's about characters who are struggling with duality and the fact that everybody has a choice and the choice is either left or right, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, they they never get to that. They never push it to that extreme. And I think that you're right. Like it would have been so interesting to have Two Face and Riddler kind of go at each other after being so buddy buddy yeah. throughout the whole movie. For Bruce Wayne, for Batman, instead of being like, "Well, I got a riddle for you," and the answer is going to be a bat, which is like the worst riddle yeah, that Batman bat could eyes. present. Yeah. Like, I got a riddle for you. And it's literally what I'm dressed as. So here it comes. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Well, like, having but creating a the... content, creating yeah. something between that where it would be a dichotomy between like it, separating the fact that Two Face wants to kill Batman and that Riddler wants to kill Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne and Batman as one person using that against them Can to turn them against them. each other. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know how you would do it, but. They certainly did. Well, they did not. You guys seem to have a lot of big ideas here. I think uh, Warner and DC are probably looking for people to write and direct the next <laughs> Batman movie. So maybe uh, well, did a you job hear... opportunity here for you too. Well, they oh, just, no, they Matt, just Reeves. Threw... Matt Reeves has got this. You guys just heard that they threw like Ben Affleck's script. They're like, all right, this is great. Threw it in the garbage and they're starting from scratch again. Thanks, oh, they, Ben. They this is Matt great. Reeves, oh, we're just going to hang this I'm, right I'm up on so the fridge excited. for you. Matt Reeves is good. He's a good pick for that. Matt Reeves is the guy that's been, uh, that he did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And he's got War of the Planet of the Apes coming out right now. I'm excited. We're doing the War of the Planet Eights hot take, or all three of us, if we want to do it. Um, Fuck yeah, we're doing it. That's going to be cool. I haven't seen the middle movie. Dawn? Yeah, I haven't seen You that have one. to, then. Okay. Can't I, saw, I saw the first one. You need to the make that a great. thing to do immediately, because I'll figure you it out. need to see that. That comes out this Friday, right? So that comes tonight. Yeah. That's tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, tonight uh, as of this recording. Yeah. I'll watch it when I go. Cool. Maybe do it tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. We'll figure it out. Or early next far. week. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so the last member of the rogues gallery is Two-Face, which we talked a lot about already. Um, does anyone have closing thoughts on Two-Face? Whether it be what we wish we saw, comments on what we did see, 
I think we talked a lot about Tommy Lee Jones, but if anyone has anything else to say about it, I don't have a ton about, a ton to say about Two Face. I do think the perfection of his cinematic journey has been in the in the uh, in the yeah, Dark Knight. You know, like say. you know, you really see the pinnacle of what that character can do in the Dark Knight. Well, um, in the Dark Knight, it what Two Face is is kind of brought down to again a realistic right thing and you get like a, you get like well. an we'll hour you get we'll, an hour with him as we'll totally we'll know, totally talk about that when we get there and that's that's conversation for that but two-face in this movie we totally talked enough about the fact that they do not use the what makes two-face two cool. a good character yeah. they don't use it at all like mm-hmm. he's flipping coins left and right like he's not he, he's not he doesn't care mm-hmm. like when uh when they're in the uh, at the, uh, in ho- on the Halloween night, uh, he just keeps flipping a coin again and again until he gets kill him. Which is not that's not that's what not what, is. That's not what flipping like, a coin nope, means. Yeah, like Two Face even going into that situation, he'd be like, Riddler would be plans. like, "All right, we're gonna go attack Bruce Wayne on Halloween. What do you think?" He go, "Bing, heads, absolutely, let's do it." Then they get there, and Riddler would be like, "Ready to go in?" And he'd be like. Bing. Tails. Nope. I'm not going in with you now. That's how his character works. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that he's not making any decisions on his own. And the Tommy Lee Jones Two Face. Tommy Lee Jones Two Face. There we go. He's there it is. just. <sighs> he's just doing well nonsense, stupid shit. Well, you I do love like an how, asshole. I do love throughout two, this entire movie how Batman defeats Two Face is just to throw up a bunch of coins I, like as he's it's so tossing stupid. up. It's so dumb. I, but so I will good say that I time. like that, but we're on the same page. It's I like so it because dumb. at that point in the movie, you're kind of like, well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't Enter- matter. <laughs> entertain me, you little yeah. bastards. Nothing matters. And then when they do something as silly as that. The silliness kind of transcends everything yeah. else. And like you just Batman go, just reaches into his, his, his coin purse and just like chucks a bunch. Of I mean, it's weird. Change. It's weird that like the like the two face symbol in this movie is the yin yang. You see it on the car. You see it on the guy. And the thing <laughs> is, like, just... it's so fucking stupid because the yin yang is about like coexisting between it's darkness and light. And it's it's just like it's like two face is not about coexisting. It's about constantly trying to run away from yourself. Do you think it's beca- like that's like it's about his, his fighting, goons, like, like painted that on there? Like, like oh yeah, like, yeah, yin yang. Hey, like, Mister hey, Hobby, dead. We know what your character's Listen, about. He's a yin yang. We've been making excuses for every dumb decision this movie has made. Well, you have to when Joel. Really, you should use this for some interviews in the future. If anybody's still asking you about right. Batman forever, come on our podcast. We will yeah. interview. Um, does anyone have any closing thoughts on and anything about this movie? I think we actually. Nope. We're almost going I longer think that than we the actual runtime. One dry. I'm actually very proud of this. Uh, I think our this run came time out. Is, we got down into everything. Oh, yeah. Our runtime is now exceeding we, oh, this movie shit. by a full 20 minutes. Jesus. We talked about the movie longer than the movie Not talks about I knew itself. the minute you told us how long this movie was, I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to go podcast longer. longer. Um, all right, so I think we're I think we're all good. I think we did really scrape the bottom of this movie drive. That's totally <laughs> fine with me. Uh, I am Robert Anderson. I am your alpha for this journey, your butler, your main guy. You're going to hear me at the end. I'm joined by Mike Burge. Tommy, Tommy Lee Two Face. That's, that's, Let's one. start this party with a bang. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm and not committed to this character bit. I'm just Jack. 
That's just Jack, the Clown Prince of Crime, because I'll do it for you. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast. We'll be doing more. The next movie we're going to be doing is the uh, Batman Robin movie, where you're going to hear a lot of ice puns, and that's going to be fucking I weird. I wish it was called that. The Batman and Robin movie. <laughs> it's the one. I mean, it might as well. Are there bat nipples in that movie? Or oh. Funny? Mm. Is that Joel Schumacher, too? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, boy. All right, so. And you know they're going to be hard, because Mr. Freeze is there. Cool. <gasps> Ice to meet you. Uh, it's gonna be weird. You're gonna Stick definitely want to listen to that one. Uh, what killed the dinosaurs? Is the, the ice, ice age? Oh, there we go. Um, yes, you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot more of that. Thank you again for so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Have a great night. Chill. It's you. It's a little too early. Cool off. Cool off. Ice. Stick around. Don't ice so cold. Ice baby. Sing, sing! <laughs> oh, right. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. It's not a tumor. Bye. It is not a tumor. persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir?